This episode of Okie Podcast is brought to you by Southwest Trading Company. If you've not been to Southwest Trading Company, please go do that right now or after this podcast. But the location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Southwest Trading Company has so many items from so many different artists like jewelry, art, blankets, cedar boxes, clothing, collectibles. You name it, they got it. So why not shop at Southwest Trading Company? Go like the Facebook page, follow the Facebook page. To keep up with all new events coming out the store and items. And once again, that location is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check them out and let them know Russ from Okie Podcast sent you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Okie Podcast. On this episode, I have Cherokee artist, one of the hosts of the Cherokee Word for movies and language. I forgot the word we said. Advocate. Advocate, language advocate. I have Kelly Gonzalez here today. CO. CO, only God. Kayla, don't know. Um, hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. Um, I first, actually, what we didn't talk about before we even started was uh, DT told me about you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think we were only f- already following each other before that. Mm-hmm. Kelly Gonzalez would be really good for you to have on. I think that was over the summer, maybe. Yeah, I remember he commented. Like, I remember he tagged you in one of my posts or something. And then I got all nervous because I was like, why? I'm not. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks, DT. I'm just going to be awkward on, <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Being awkward on a podcast. <laughs> but he's doing really cool stuff. I keep seeing his, like, Comanche, like, his all his designs mm-hmm. in different places. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, Damn, I mean. I think I no, I met him through uh, YK, and so we just because he listened to the podcast and we kind of just talked or whatever, and he ended up uh, drawing me when he first started, mm-hmm. and oh, he tagged yeah. me in it, and then we just started talking, we hit it off, and been cool ever since. And then he just gradually built, you know, the things he's been doing with art mm-hmm. on his iPad, and so Dan, that was. Uh, about a year and a half ago is when I think we first kind of started talking and then now it's, you know, it's grown so much and, uh, he does a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of commission work, mm-hmm. you know? So, but shout out to him. He came on, uh, I finally got to hear like his story mm-hmm. and everything about him. So I knew him, but I didn't know him, you know, now 
yeah, I know, I know a lot about him. So, but yeah, you know, shout out to him for letting me know about you. Yeah. You know, even more to have you on. So it's been brewing for a minute, but not, you know, it goes. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Life. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> now, did you go to school with him? Is that? Yeah. We went to Sequoia. Okay. Together. We went to high school together. Okay. And, um, he was, he's younger than me. I don't know what grade he was in. Oh, really? Yeah. I think, and he was friends with my younger cousin, TJ. Like, they played football together and stuff, mm, so. Okay. Yeah. What was your experience like over there? I liked it. I yeah. liked being around so many different Native kids. Um, I came from a little country school where I was like, there were Native kids, but also white kids, and um, most of, like, all the Native kids were just, like, my cousins, and so it was cool to meet, like, other Native kids who weren't Cherokee and who were from different places and um I thought it was really cool and um I remember being like damn this is a native school and it's really cool because like in the morning there was a kid named Elijah Nels who would he had a hand drum and he would just sing in the morning for real yeah and it was just like we would all just be sitting out like not everybody's just sitting outside but um it was just cool. Like it was like this feels nice. <laughs> like nice. it's like I don't know. It was different, and I liked a lot of the teachers there, and I still like talked to a lot of people I went to high school with. So it's good. Sequoia like bonds a lot of people. Like there are people who graduated in the seventies who I know who I work with now, and I'm like, and it's like you're bonded because of the school experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> it's weird. That's how it was, uh, or it is with I. I went to I oh, in Mexico. Yeah. I, I, and um, that's exactly how it was because I went to Pawnee High School. It's just a public school. Uh, not not a lot of natives over there, and so didn't really know like what a experience was with a school full of you know natives, indigenous, everything that was there to representation. So it was kind of like a shock to me to see all that. And I don't, I think we had somebody sing in the morning, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. I can't mm-hmm. remember. I, that was a crazy time. I was probably drunk, but, uh, <laughs> no, but, um, but I mean, like, I understand, like, you know, it, it was really, it's really cool to be a part of something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, at least get to just, um, experience that. And, um, people from, I, you know, like even if I don't know them, but we have that same in, that same common thing of Ide, and it's like, oh, you went there, yeah, I went there, but I went there back here, you know. Mm-hmm. But you still have like something to talk about. Yeah, yeah. It's like also it's cool to be with so many people who are proud to be native. Mm-hmm. That was something that like my parents and grandparents talked about, where it's like you didn't you weren't proud of that kind of, you know, and it's like this new generation is like, we're very like very much like this is who I am and this is, you know, what I'm doing. Um, and I'm still going to school and doing all of this stuff. And yeah, I think people had ideas of people adopted the ideas that people put on native people. Like we're like, we're supposed to stay quiet and hidden away or whatever. Mm. And now we're like the younger generation is like, why, why, what are we, why did we do that ever? Like, so we're all kind of like bringing it back up. And that's kind of why I started doing artwork. Like, um, like I've always drawn or whatever. And, um, 
when I got into college, like after leaving Sequoia, all native kids going to college, there's like, there were other Cherokee people there, but not in all of my classes, like or native kids, like, Mm -hmm. or even people of color. Sometimes there weren't really very many, um, in the classes that I took. Um, but that's when I realized that I needed, well, I was seen as something different, like a native person because I was brown. Like didn't think of that I looked different because in class they would talk about native stuff and people would look at me to like to answer questions. Mm. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know what you want me to say. And then I realized then that I didn't really know much about my native identity really. Mm. I grew up um both sets of grandparents spoke Cherokee. Um, but like didn't teach like their kids and or us um so that's all I really knew was the language it wasn't really like um and then my family was very Christian so I didn't really know a lot of like our stories or like how things went for Cherokees like the mindset and like the beliefs Mm -hmm. and um so I started to kind of look more into it and like because I wanted to the only way that I can communicate is like through art I think like the best way I guess um Mm. and so I wanted to like share like if I didn't know who I was I didn't know how to communicate so I had to like go and research like Cherokee stuff like my family history where my family's from like what that means like how we got there and um just learning more about Cherokee culture like centered me as a person and I wanted to share that and started putting it into my artwork more and I, I don't know I I haven't really done artwork in a little bit I've been in a weird little slump thing mm-hmm. but I'm coming out of it like I don't know if it's the new year or what but like um I've got all kinds of ideas and like things to share but like I just need to sit down and do it I guess <laughs> And I feel like I'm rambling. Like, I don't <laughs> just talk. <laughs> Where'd you go to college at? I went to NSU. Oh, did you? Tahlequah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. With like more people from Sequoia. Like it's like, there's like, like all my freshman classes, I still had people I knew from Sequoia in my classes. <laughs> really? Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I don't think I graduated with anyone from Sequoia at NSU because usually people would go to a different school or a better school after mm-hmm. <laughs> like they'd get their basics out of the way and then go somewhere else oh they transfer out yeah mm. but um yeah I liked NSU too it's a pretty cool spot I just it's funny to me I've been in like the Tahlequah area my whole life so like went to grade school in Welling which is really close to Tahlequah and then went to high school there then went to college there and now I work there and it's like I'm going to die there. <laughs> that's just, that's where I'm going to be. And that's fine. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love that. <laughs> did you say you already, you always did art though? Like in high school too? You did yeah. Art? Yeah. Cause I was a very quiet mm-hmm. kid. So like just going to doodle like that, like really. And then that's kind of how I made friends. Like I'd be drawing and people would be like, Hey, you want to draw my name or whatever? You know, like people always want you to draw something for them. Yeah. And I just like, whatever. And like, give it to them. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. <laughs> so now leave me alone. <laughs> or I'd be like, why are you over my shoulder? 
but it was fine. <laughs> and like in high school, I got to do. We had. Now I'm trying to think because I worked on what we called the show. It was like this show that would come on every Tuesday. As a class, we like put it together. We had different like. It was like a news show, and there were people who covered different sections of things. Whoa. So, like, me and my friend Cody did the basketball. I think it was girls' basketball. I can't remember. But, um, so, we learned how to, like, like we set the camera up. We got the mic set up. We made sure they were connected to the thing, like, trying to do all of that stuff. Then we would go to the coach to get his update of the games that happened. Mm-hmm. And um, so, we had to do the, like, it's like three. <laughs> like the Wayne's World thing, so like we we thought that was so funny, but like we um like you learn a lot of lessons like in the field because we like recorded one time he like told us all his updates and we we're like thank you and he went back into the class he was teaching, and so we were like playing it back and I didn't turn the microphone on to record him mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had to oh. like redo the whole thing, so that was like you know like in the field training and then we like had to edit our section and then put it into like the bigger show which was then i think it was live i can't remember if it, no maybe we filmed it i think we filmed it the first hour mm-hmm. and then um it aired and now i'm trying to think if dylan was in that class because i cannot remember if we had the same i can't remember if we were in the class together oh god okay. <laughs> <laughs> under loud. the table <laughs> It's happening. <laughs> Is that a plane? I don't. Dang. <laughs> They've been flying over here like recently. It's weird. That is weird. But yeah. Dang. <laughs> I probably said something on the other podcast. <laughs> probably watching me. Yeah, they're spying on you. <laughs> He's got Bigfoot over there. <laughs> I know he does. No, but uh <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh I wish like oh man. I mean, like the the stories I hear from Tahlequah, Sequoia. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like that too, like with the production type of field work. You know, I wish like my school did that, or I don't know. I mean, because learning about like cameras. But what what year was that though? Um, like oh six oh seven. Oh yeah, maybe mm-hmm. yeah. Because when did I graduate? I graduated in oh nine, so yeah. Okay. It was around that time. Because they had a media production and a media production two, I think, and then video production and then video production two. And mm-hmm. in one of those classes, I made a cartoon because I was like, I didn't want to, because you kind of had to have someone, like have a story or something and film that. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. So our teacher, Mr. Franklin, shout out Mr. Franklin, um, let me do a cartoon. And I did it... <laughs> In, like, the most old-school way. Like, I drew the picture, and then I would put a piece of paper over it and then trace it for the next... Like, I did a section, like, a little animation of me walking down the street. It was my feet. And so I had to draw each, like, step in the... And, like, scan it into the computer. And then I edited it. I made it on Windows Movie Maker at one point, like, Mm -hmm. to try to, like, put it all together. But then I just ended up doing all the scans and putting it in the like taking it to class and doing all of that. But that was pretty cool. I don't know. I don't have a copy of that. I wish I did. I hope that he does still. I want to go see what he, if he's got like an archive or something and see if I can get. 
Because I also wrote a movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. Because <laughs> like, I used to watch um, Reservoir Dogs all the time. Mm-hmm. That was like my favorite um, movie at the time, just because it looked like like cheap. Like I could make some. I mean, it wasn't like it didn't look cheap, but it, there weren't a lot of sets or a lot of things. Like so, I was like, this is really cool, and I just really liked the story. Mm-hmm. So my my story was called. The Rendezvous, which is like I used, it was just supposed to be like Reservoir Dogs, but um, and it had to do with like an undercover cop guy and all of this stuff. And they aired it on the show, and I was so embarrassed. (laughs) But it was uh, it was all right. I have that on DVD somewhere. I'll have to share that. Wait, so you actually filmed it? (laughs) Yeah, they filmed it at school. (laughs) Whoa! Because they had some guy come in. I cannot remember his name, but he was gonna like help us. He was like, they were like, he's worked in Hollywood. It's all of this stuff, you know. And then they made all of us, like, audition for parts, like, even if we didn't want to do them. Because <laughs> <laughs> we did 12 Angry Men, too. They had us do that. Oh, wow. And they were like, we need a bailiff. And they were like, had all the girls try out for the bailiff? Because we only had, like, 12 guys anyway. Or we, I think we might have... Um, maybe reused guys i can't remember like just changed their shirt and they were like another juror um <laughs> i can't remember um but yeah so like i had to try out to be a bailiff and it was like um stupid and embarrassing but then my sister did it and she did really good so my sister plays a bailiff in 12 angry men <laughs> Dang. high school <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah i thought i thought those classes were really neat and i'm yeah. glad that we got to do all of that stuff because it was really fun. Mm-hmm. And like where else? Because like I always wanted to make movies. Like whenever I was a little kid, me and my cousins would get like our home camcorder and like put the CPO to- sepia tone on and like play Limp Biscuit, <laughs> Like try to make music videos and stuff. And like we made a werewolf movie where we had uh, like these little... We made a... We used to have a pool at my grandma's house, like the above ground pool, and then like nobody took care of it, so it just kind of collapsed on itself when we threw it away. But there's still the sand, like you have to put the sand on the ground to even it out. Mm. So we would play in that all the time, and then we built a set, like it was like a island, and we had like our little toys out there. And the werewolf was a Crash Bandicoot um, toy that we got in some like Burger King deal, mm-hmm. and um, I'll have to find. I have that somewhere, but like as like. 12 year olds we made a movie about werewolves and like oh there was another one we made that was stupid (laughs) but we were just always trying to do stuff like that and then I was like in high school like this is cool like they're showing us how to like edit and like interview people and do stuff like that and that was really cool Mm -hmm. but I haven't really done anything like that since like or messed with cameras um but I did get involved, like, with Britt Hensel. She, um, I met her, she did my OCO TV um, episode. She directed it, and she's super sweet, super nice girl. And, like, um, she asked me to um, join on this project, um, the Reciprocity Project that was put on by this um, um, group called Nia Taro. And um, they were funding short films from different tribal folks and um, talking about their ideas of reciprocity, like making a film about what reciprocity is 
in your culture or your community and like what that looks like. So we um, did that for Cherokees and um, what we found and like what we were when we were like looking into reciprocity, we couldn't really, she asked the speaker for a word and there's like, there's not really a word for what that means. It's just like, you just do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like our film kind of just illustrates that it's just like, it's not something, it's just how you live. Like you're always trying to reciprocate or always trying to put something back out there, like so that it can come back. And like, um, cause we did a lot with like mask making and tradition and children and, um, it's, um, and that one it's called Udayona and that, um, means like what they've been taught, like a cycle, like for it to keep going. Like that's the only way it's going to keep going is if mm. we reciprocate <laughs> and keep it. Yeah. yeah. And so that one, so like, when did we do that in 2021? Really? The spring of 2021, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in, in 2022, it got into Sundance, and, like, COVID was, like, hardcore, so Sundance wasn't in person, so I was like, dang it, like, that would have been so cool to go to. Yeah. And then there was, like, all kinds of stuff that it got into that I, like, couldn't go to because I didn't have the time to take off work. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, it's doing, like, really well, and I'm proud of, like, that crew, like, it was all Cherokees, like the filmers, producers, like there was Britt, Lauren, Taylor, JP's in it, um, uh, Nick and Blake and were our filmers and they did, it's beautiful. And um, John Henry Gloin is um, one of the artists featured in it and he's a mask maker in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. He also does tattoos and he's like a painter. He's really like, pretty badass artist um and it like features his kids and features our kids and um just like nine minutes of like pretty like it's i I think it's beautiful Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like um we showed it we got to show it earlier in 2022 in north carolina and like just people coming up to you after that and saying what that meant like to see like or just like how pretty it was and like to see that there are Cherokee people making like making films and it was like inspired like there are people who were like this is like inspiring you know or like actors who were like um I don't know like the people we showed it in that um there's a theater oh what is that called what is that the word theater called I don't, don't remember. Where at? <laughs> in North Carolina. Oh, in North Carolina. Yeah, Unto These Hills. Yeah, that's because they have like a drama or something there. So like the um, people who work there were like, this is really cool. Like it's because um, their actors are from their community and um, that's just exciting for there to be like Cherokee filmmakers who could like use these Cherokee actors if they were to like make something. Mm-hmm. And um that was a really cool thing to be a part of because there were other filmmakers and I don't consider myself a filmmaker. I was just a producer on this. Like, and I didn't, and Britt was like, you can totally hold the camera. You can do whatever you want. But I was scared Mm -hmm. because I was like, we rented this equipment and what if I fall in the water and it's my fault, you know? And, um, but it was a really cool experience because they did let me like, I asked a bunch of questions and I got to see, like, that was the most professional crew. Like they were like on top of everything. Like, and like 
getting up early, getting the shots and stuff. Like it was just, I was like, damn, this is a lot. Like filmmakers are hardcore. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was really neat to see and to be a part of. And I'm proud of that little project. And yeah. And now all of a sudden I'm working. I'm like, a, I don't know what I am on this one. But we're doing a language documentary. Me and um, in 2021, after we filmed that one in North Carolina, my friend Sean Duncan, who's a he's a language teacher at um, one of our um, country schools, and um, he was working with these guys on a language documentary. And he was like, "We're trying to get some art for it. Would you want to like meet with us?" And then we just kind of started talking. And then I was featured a little bit more in that. I, like, painted a mural, and then some of my family is featured in it. Um, and so we're – it's in post-production right now. And Rory um, helped. He picked up some footage for that, and nice. that was really cool. Um, and it's beautiful. I, th- I mean, I say that – I'm going to say that about all of the stuff that I do. But I really – I think it's great. And my grandma is featured in it, and we just lost her in August. Ooh. And so it was, like – cool to have like this little portrait of her like from the year before before she got really sick like because she wasn't like walking around or anything in the last year but in that you know she's still like up and about and like going out and stuff so it's really it's cool because my family has that little bit now and uh yeah like it's it was weird to like because they gave us a draft of it and to like watch it and like see her it was like good and healing but also sad and all of that stuff but yeah yeah and she was sorry my water okay you're good um but she was always super like encouraging in our language learning um and anytime i wanted to know something she would tell me and i used to go to our tribe would have speakers bureau meetings and the speakers bureau was really just all the speakers in the community would come together and they would feed them and they would talk about, um, words. Like they were like, is there a word for this? Like, um, or what do you guys think? Like, is there a word for this? Can we come up with a word or is this, you know, should we even mess with it? You know, or like sometimes speakers just forget and they need to be around other speakers to like, you know, like, I forgot how to say that, or how would you say that kind of thing, so I would go with them, um, because they told me to go with them, and, um, because my grandma was like, you get free lunch, and <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> but, like, but I also learned a lot, and, like, met a lot of people, like, I met Durban Feeling, who's, like, he's, like, a, I don't know, he's, like, a language legend, kind of, like, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, just, like, a lot of really cool people there, and, like, they would get up and tell stories and my grandma would always translate for me like, um, and help me. Or if I was, and I started making comics around that time and I wanted to make comics in the language. So I would go there and I'd be like, how would I say this? And like, they would help me. And, um, so I started putting language more in my work because I noticed too, that everyone is older and we have like less than 2,000 fluent speakers. Really? Yeah, but we have 400,000 citizens in our tribe. So it's like 
come on, y'all. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, so that's kind of why I started putting language more in my artwork, was just like, we need to focus on this, or we need to really think about it, or like at least like use it wherever we can, and whenever we can, and however we can. And so like I push for that everywhere. Like, um, like the little bit you know, use it all the time. And because they're they started kind of like counting like when we lose speakers or how many we lose a month and like Mm -hmm. that's kind of it's just heavy yeah Mm -hmm. and then like makes like more pressure and then i feel bad because i don't feel like i'm doing enough like i'm like i could be i could be not playing this video game i could be like visiting my grandpa and like learning new words or whatever but like i don't know i know people have lives and stuff but the pressure like is so hardcore <laughs> yeah well because you care so much about it mm-hmm. and you want to see it preserved as much as possible and to get that number up for um fluent speakers mm-hmm. like we i think we have like three thousand members i don't think we have any fluent speakers oh wow i think uh-huh. i might be wrong any pawnee people listening don't get <laughs> mad at me but um but you know we want to change that too and like you're saying with the comics you know I think that's a great way to um, push your language out, you know, to everybody because everybody likes comics, you know, mm-hmm. nobody really liked them when I was growing up, but now every, you know, everybody loves comics now mm-hmm. or like even in movies, um, who is, it? uh, Danae, oh. they, they, did they, they dub Star, Star Wars, Wars yeah. and F- Finding Nemo? I think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's something. I've noticed too is like media helps a lot and like our tribe is working on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the, that language album that came out. Oh yeah. Um, I did the artwork, me and, um, Blake Brown, who was one of the filmers on Udayona. She, um, we collaborated on that album artwork. Um, cause Jeremy Charles put it together and like mm-hmm. found these, um, all these different artists to sing, um, like contemporary music, like, cause we just have like hymns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, like secular music makes a difference. Like, um, Zebediah No Fire has that rap song and that's mm-hmm. like the coolest thing ever. Like, because it sounds good and you're like learning language, like while you're like vibing, like, so yeah. it's like, that's the best way to learn. And so that was really exciting that I got to like be a little part of that. Um, so like any kind of project with language, I'm like, please put me on it. Like anything I can do to help if I can donate something or do anything with it. Like that's what I want to do. And we just want to help and learn more. And like, it's all for kids. I think that's who we need to target with like everything, like culture and everything. Cause that's, who's going to have to pick it up. You know, that's what they're going to, it's, our responsibility to make sure that they know it's their responsibility, I guess. And yeah. But I also don't want to scare kids off. Like it's fun. It's not something that's cumbersome, I guess. It's something to be proud of that you have this connection to this thing that's so old and your people like are still here and your ways are still here. And, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know kids man <laughs> yeah i mean it's powerful you know um because growing up i i did not care about language i could care less about culture but i think that was just because i didn't understand it mm-hmm. and i didn't know what it truly meant to be like 
pony, I guess, because there wasn't a lot of like representation anywhere. You know, I just I was in a small town and the only thing growing up was like Dancing with Wolves. Right. Um, oh, what's the other movies? Just these like, like you last know, Mohicans yeah, like, Last Mohicans and and, you know, like as as you're growing up, I thought it was just, hey, that's me. You know, like right, we're yeah. all like I didn't know there's like different tribes. I thought because I see no pictures when I was a kid of Pawnees and like the Mohican last of Mohicans movie. They had Mohawks. So that's why I thought like, oh, those are Pawnees, too. You mm-hmm. know, they're fighting, I guess. And but but I was just nobody. And I did, I was too afraid to ask anybody like, um, what it, what we did, I guess, for like ceremonies or like our culture or like, all I knew was like powwows and and we had a language uh, class in our high school and middle school, but you don't take it seriously, you know. Mm-hmm. You just you're just there to like get a good grade, mm-hmm. you know, and and so, but growing up and then going to I and then you know, seeing like a lot of people that are proud of who they were proud of who they where they come from and their language and everything and it was intimidating to me that i seen that and i didn't know anything about who i was like really you know mm-hmm. like who who am i really like as a tribal member like right. who 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 am i so and it just made me read like a lot of books about like the history of everything because in public school you learn about like not your history mm-hmm. you know it, it's all like just you know, oh, you guys are just here over here right. hunting and gathering, you know, <laughs> and and that was it. And it was like, oh, okay, you know, so they teach about JFK assassination, all that stuff, you know. And so I had to read about all this stuff in college and it hurt to read all that. And I was like, damn, dude, like we went through like so much trauma mm-hmm. and just almost like being eradicated yeah. you know just being exterminated and it it was just like damn like everybody went through so much shit you know mm-hmm. being removed and just pushed somewhere mm-hmm. you know and i mean it's it's a fucked up history and but to come back wiser and just wanting like you you know wanting to preserve it and finally seeing like the point of it i guess and we talk about that in our class like um i wish we had this mindset when we were younger Mm -hmm. you know but we didn't understand really you know you don't understand like your fluent speakers are fluent speakers right and they they die and 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 then what nobody's there to record them nobody's there to have a conversation with them and it's just pretty much gone you know, but luckily our, our, one of our fluent speakers, there's recordings of her. And so it's on a website to show you after this, but mm-hmm. it's really cool to hear all these words because I didn't even know about that. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, and Nate Taylor and Zach have those and just hearing it, man, it's like, it's, it just sounds so like old timey. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it just gives you like this incredible feeling of like, you know, now we're hearing it now we're like really learning it. Mm-hmm. And I see like the actual point of, you know, what this is and my heart's into it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like before it was just like, I know I'm Cherokee and that's yeah. it. Like, it's like, what, yeah. Like, what does that mean? Um, I always let people know too, like, um, like I grew up Christian and then I kind of like didn't really, I was like, 
like the end of high school, I was like, I don't even think I, you know, believe in this. Like, this is just something I keep doing. Mm -hmm. And so, well, in high school, I got really into, and like in college, I got really into like existentialism and like French philosophers and thought and like Mm -hmm. all of that stuff is like nothing matters. Everything's pointless. Like there's no, Mm. if, um, I was just talking to someone about this the other day. Like, if there's no God, there's anarchy, and, like, it's there's nothing. And that's so depressing. Like, I think I, like, I don't know. I, like, internalized all of that and just kind of made the world, like, this place that I hated because it sucked because everybody, nobody cares about anybody and all of this stuff. And then the more I got into and learned about Cherokee culture and, like, how women, like, where women stand in the culture, it's so, like, balanced and, like, um, cause as a Baptist person, I was just hated myself for being a girl and hated being a girl because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, Eve messed it up for everybody. And now we all have to like, I don't know. There's all of this stuff. Like I just mm. had all these issues with it. And then, um, now it's like, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know how I'm supposed to be in the world as a Cherokee person and how I'm supposed to treat people. And like relationships are the most important thing. It's like. I used to want to alienate everyone and now it's like I just can't stop caring about everyone (laughs) and like that I had to get off of social media for a little bit because I realized that I was just taking on everybody's stuff like I was like oh no oh no this is happening and so like I can't stop now but yeah um and that kind of in 2020 when all of the like um police shootings and like all of that stuff was going on like I was like I want to do something um but I can't go anywhere because of the pandemic so um one of our speakers had translated uh, Black Lives Matter but it was Black Lives Are Sacred and so Mm. I put that in syllabary on a shirt and I was like I'm gonna sell this there's a website called Bonfire that you can do fundraisers and stuff on that I just stumbled upon and um I put a fundraiser together for a local organization in Tulsa that supported like um, kids of color and um, um, oh, what were they called? Tri City, that's what they're called. And um, people responded really well to that. And it was just like after that, I started being like, okay, like if there are things that I don't agree with in the world, I can make art about it, and then try to do something with that like if people are gonna buy my art i want to put that money towards something that i believe in or that i would like to see keep going and so in the past couple of years i haven't really i've just been donating all the money i've been making from art like because mm-hmm. like because i have a job and i just feel really privileged in that way because there are people who like it's hard to be an artist <laughs> like you have to like you know you're making inventory you have commissions and like you're trying to keep your lights on like there's all kinds of stuff so like um I was just like I don't know I just want to help people and that's the best way that I could think to do it is um with artwork Mm -hmm. and um yeah like uh, sometimes I just see things and I'm like I get really mad and I don't know how to be mad like I can't I'm not someone who is confrontational or like likes to fight or anything like that so I have to like think about how I want to communicate what what I'm disagreeing with or what I would prefer to see instead of like I don't want to be someone who's like you shouldn't be doing that or that's not right like 
even though I'm saying that to myself, like I'll say that to somebody else, Mm -hmm. but like, um, I I don't want to openly be like, this person is doing this that I don't agree with. So I'll just do what I agree with and put that out there. Like, cause for a little bit, I was frustrating myself with people are fucking stupid and why don't they know this? And like, um, and that doesn't help anything. Like, it's just, I don't know. So like my artwork has really helped me, um, get through feelings like that. Like when everything feels big and it's like, um, I can make it smaller in artwork, I guess, like, and communicate better. Yeah. Yeah. That's how this is with me. Um, it helps me communicate a lot better before I, I don't know. I just be at work just cracking jokes and, Mm -hmm. but I mean, that's just work or whatever, but to actually get out here and talk to a lot of great people that do a lot of great stuff, and just have that conversation with them. You know, it helped me a lot, you know, with networking and uh, just being out there, I guess. I don't know. I, it's hard to explain. Um, like you, I care a lot about people, I guess. Because would you call that you were uh, into uh, the belief or something you hated? Or people are just in it for themselves or something? What is it called? Huh? Is it, <laughs> is, it, is, it, is that what you said? What, <laughs> you know. what did I say? Yeah, I forgot. Um, existentialism. Oh, I oh, was talking about existentialism. That's just is like, that I don't think so. Maybe like individualist culture, like, and like, oh, no, I don't remember what I said. I know. I'm <laughs> running back. Just kidding. No, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, bef- like, I was just like, I don't, I, I, I didn't know there's a term for it, but. I was just kind of like, I don't care, mm-hmm. you know, like nothing, like nothing means anything, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I thought the same way, you know, I, I guess from like, I don't know, no nine to 12, maybe mm-hmm. where there was just like a space of like, just, just not giving a fuck about nothing and just, Hey, you know, if I die, you know, like, I mean, now, like I say that now, like if I die, I do die because I don't have control of it, but mm-hmm. I know you like, it's right there. But, but I mean, like I, I went to that same thing and you talk about Christianity too. Like that was kind of pushed on me and I did not understand it. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was even like going to this place for. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, I, I don't know, like I don't want to say forced, but I guess I kind of was as a, not an adult. Mm-hmm. I was brought there and shoot man i had no idea what people were talking about talking about sinning and going to hell and like you need to do this and you get saved and and so but i did not understand it and so like growing out of that you know i was just kind of like i don't even know what i believe in like i don't even know i have no idea like who i truly am i guess and i don't know like what is even above or below us and so, but yeah, I went through that phase of like, just everybody is probably just out for themselves. They don't care about nobody. They don't care about nothing. So why should I, like, mm-hmm. why should I be the only one to do that? So I'm just going to look out for number one and it's selfish. You mm-hmm. know, for me, it was selfish. And finally, like now I care like so much about like, because I, I see potential in like a lot of people and so many people who just don't see it in themselves Mm -hmm. and it's so hard to like try to help people but they don't like do it Mm -hmm. you know i'm like 
I'm like, you, I'm like, because somebody, somebody can draw really good and they just do it to like pass time at work. This is like an old, this is like a few years back. And I was like, why don't you start like selling this stuff, you know, and, and just like putting your name out there. I don't know how to do that. I didn't know how to do that either. So I was just like, well, I wonder how you could do that. Like, how could you make your artwork desirable for other people outside of here? Because people would like walk by him at a desk and be like, oh, that's cool. You know, can you draw this? And he just draw like whatever, like mm-hmm. nothing, like uh-huh. nothing. And then, and then like, and then he just said like, I don't know how to do that. And I don't even know how I would make money off of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, just where to even start with that kind of idea. And he would just, like, he just shot himself down. And I was like, damn. I was like, well, if I knew, then I would tell you. Mm-hmm. But um, and I think I seen him, like, maybe a year ago or something. I was like, he still drawing? He's like, nah. He's like, oh, I don't man. draw no more. And I was like, why? He's like, ah, uh, I don't know. He's like, I just got tired of it, I guess. He's like, mm. just drawing the same shit, and it's easy. I was like, I was like, well, now I can help. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, that's what I care about. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, people not seeing the full potential of themselves to actually, like, you know, try filmmaking or acting or podcasting or just drawing or art and, like, getting yourself out there. But, you know, it's always so hard and being vulnerable, like, putting yeah. yourself, like, just out there mm-hmm. and being like, hey, all right, I painted this and people hate it, love it. And you're not ready for that. Uh-huh. Like, like with this, like make a bunch of edits because I don't want to sound stupid, <laughs> but then like, you know, you keep doing it, you keep doing it. You just don't even care anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I just stopped caring about like, if I sounded dumb or like not, I don't know, getting lost, I guess. Cause sometimes I would get lost in people's conversations, but I just finally said, man, I'm just going to, let it roll, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever. And they talk about a project that's not coming out. That's what I'll edit out. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. Like, I do not care what people say. They can like it. They can love it. I don't, I don't care. Like, this is me. I'm being me. I'm being who I am. And that's it, you know? And mm-hmm. finally, like you let go of that. It's like a weight off your shoulders. Yeah. And then you just get used to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you just get used to it way down the line. So, but I mean, going back to like, that's why I care about people too. And I just, you know, everybody's just like, man, everybody makes it look so easy. You just do whatever. And, you know, people put themselves out there and it's scary. And I'm like, just do it. Yeah. And that's it. It's you like, just, yeah. Take, take you a just, risk. Yeah. Just do it. Like, um, cause I didn't want to sell my artwork. Like I used to post artwork on Facebook all the time and stuff. And like coworkers or someone would be like, Hey, can I get a print of this? And I was like, I guess like I have to go make a print. And like, and then people were like, you should sell this stuff. And I was like, I don't really want to like, I didn't like, again, like I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I met some, well, um, some girls I went to college with, um, Kendra Swafford, who's a really good Cherokee artist, um, you should have her on sometime. She's really cool. Um, but her and another girl, Nancy, were doing, were part of the thing called Ink Slingers that was in Tulsa. They were like an artist collective, and they invited me to be a part of it. And so they had already been making prints of their work and selling it and stuff. So I got advice from them, like where to print things and like um, how to price stuff. And 
just started doing it that way and um i was like oh people like my little drawings like my little scribbles and that's really cool Mm -hmm. and um like i never had these like big dreams of being like a famous artist or anything like that like because right now i'm just like if you relate to it that's cool like because i just want to make stuff that means something to me and if you connect to it that's awesome like and um i don't know i think yeah the vulnerability part is really hard um but i think that's important to be relatable to like to talk about um stuff like i talked a lot about mental illness and like struggling with stuff like that because i think everybody does but nobody really wants it people are talking about it more now which is really good yeah but like before i think people you know there's something wrong with you if you have like depression anxiety all of that stuff and Mm -hmm. it's like everybody struggles with it i think just on different levels and um some people make it look really easy and some people struggle a little bit more but um yeah, I try to be open about that stuff, too, because people... Because with social media, everything's curated. Everything looks like the best time ever, like, fun and everything. And it's like, people have bad times or, you know, that's not always that. And, um, yeah, I try to be more um, honest about, like, when I don't feel like being an artist. Because sometimes, like, I can't force that stuff. I mm-hmm. have to, like, be in the mood to, like, make something... I don't like doing commissions because <laughs> I don't like I don't like to do other people's ideas most of the time because then I'm like I don't want to make it not what you were thinking because I'll think of it in a totally different way and I don't want to draw people's kids and that's like the big thing that people are like can you paint my family and it's like I don't want to <laughs> I'll make you all look like pigs like, or something. <laughs> And that would be fun. Like, if someone was like, will you draw my family as pigs? I was like, yes. (laughs) Yes, I will do that. (laughs) (laughs) I I try to do that with, uh, you know, mental health and everything, too. I mean, it's it's, uh, at least talking about it because it it releases so much Mm -hmm. rather than bottling it all up inside. I was a victim of that, too. I was like, let's hold it in. But... Yeah, you're right. Like, for me, it was just, I was afraid of how people would think of me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, this guy is suicidal. He's depressed. He's stressed out. You know, call cops on him or something. You right. know, like, it's yeah. just all these, like, stupid things in your head that you think people would think about you. Mm-hmm. But um, but talking about it is just, like, letting it out. You know, yeah. like, oh, man, I lost a family member you know cry you know cry about it's okay to cry or you know damn you know my life's like crazy it's shit right now you know well why you know let me at least like talk to me you know let it out you know like don't don't just think like you're alone Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's always a thing too like people always think they're alone like that's how i felt i felt Mm -hmm. like i just could not go to anybody and just vent Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew I knew there was people there, but I just I always felt like I would just bother them with like my personal problems mm-hmm. or the way I felt or just things that would like get me down. And I didn't want to I just didn't want to bother them with that mm-hmm. because, yeah, I figured they had their own stuff going on, too. And so I didn't want to like just 
but maybe we could have talked to each other. Right, like related on mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah, relatable, being relatable, you know. So I'm always like big on just, you know, talking, talking. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, you know, it's it's hard to do, but it's so simple. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, God, no, I just lost my thought. I was like. Had something really <laughs> smart I was gonna say <laughs> and I lost it um <laughs> oh but like feeling alone like the the thing with like anxiety and all of that stuff is like your brain is sometimes like the worst yep. enemy <laughs> like because mm-hmm. it's like you're stupid mm-hmm. whatever you're gonna say is stupid and like your problems don't matter they don't care or like you know and like people people care like yeah. People, you, yeah. I don't know it's like um Anxiety is so weird and like I there's so many people I've met who tell me they struggle with anxiety and I never would have guessed mm-hmm. like I'm like for real like you like no like yeah like I feel like um like it always makes people think that they're too much or they're you know am I weird am I doing this weird and like I used to be really really self-conscious and then I was like I don't no one's watching me that much like no one's like um you know she just like sat down weird or like, I don't know. I was thinking that I was just this weird looking person that was like moving weird through the world. And then it was like, (laughs) (laughs) and then I shook it off (laughs) just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Being self-conscious too. I mean, that little voice in your head, it always used to get the best of me. Mm-hmm. No matter what. It was it was always like self-doubt. And it was just like, you know, I think I said this to, I had a, I did, I had a solo thing, a solo pod. And it, I talked about that little voice in my head that I used to run my life. You know, like, oh yeah, we'll do it, but you ain't going to do nothing with it. You know, you ain't going to... Um, you're like who's gonna listen to you who's gonna you know who's gonna relate to you you haven't done anything you know you're not a college graduate you're not this you're not that um and you know nobody's gonna find it interesting it's just like all this like (laughs) negativity in your head like that little bitty voice that's just like you have to just tune out you know and not not let that just run your life like i mean it's so it's hard it was hard to do it was hard to just forget that little voice and just say like, well, if it don't work, then fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm okay with it. I'm, yeah. I'm fine. You know, and I, at least, at least I tried, mm-hmm. at least I did it, you know, and then I'll take this lesson and then reevaluate it and then come back stronger. Right. Like that's the cool thing that I'm, I'm learning as I get older is I'm, you have like so many chances to just like, redo something like you can always get better at something Mm -hmm. or if you messed up you learn from that and do it a different way or whatever like nothing is too much really if you i mean like some stuff yeah Mm -hmm. but um for the most part it's just like your head is like making things bigger than they are and like like even like our podcast um we were like who's gonna listen to this but then we were like it doesn't really matter like i was like um our friends think we're funny and they like listening to us talk about movies. So we'll just do that for them. Like they're the only ones who really, you know, who will listen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we got more people listening to it. And 
I thought that was really cool. It was kind of just surprising. Like we didn't think anyone other than our friends would listen to it. Mm-hmm. Not that we have like billions of like listeners or anything. Two but, million. Right. <laughs> we just topped out at two billion. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers are in. <laughs> but, <laughs> I just checked them before I got here. <laughs> when I pulled in at Ding, yeah. it was like two million. <laughs> That's what we're hoping for in 2023. We're going to start it up and we'll have two billion. Did you say billion? Million. You said billion. I said million. Okay. I was more optimistic. (laughs) Zillion. Fulfillion. What made y'all start that podcast? Um, Really just like it being the pandemic and us wanting to hang out more and like making a point to just like talk about something specific and um we because we wanted to kind of we're big fans of the x-files and we wanted Mm. to do an x-files podcast but there's already an x-files podcast that we're like big fans of Mm -hmm. this comedian kumel nanjiani who's done like oh he's been in like a lot of cool stuff recently and he was in like one of the marvel movies but he was doing that podcast and like he was just going through each episode and talking about it and he would talk about it like how much he loved it and then he could like make fun of the stuff that didn't hold up because it's the 90s you know and like so effects are weird and he would like make fun of it and i was like we can do that <laughs> like i mean because i think uh we don't um tear things apart all the time like we can critique things that we love also like i know like not every movie i love is like the best movie ever it's just there are certain things about it that make it the best movie like i really like predator Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that was like one of me and my sister's like favorite movies like growing up and it's just like like because when you go swimming you go to the creek like (laughs) i like stand there like like i was cutting my chest like (laughs) you're like billy yeah (laughs) just like or you'd like go to the lake or something and put mud on your face and you're like (laughs) the predator can't see me (laughs) so i was like stuff like that like just i don't know and movies like that and again like there was a native character i was like that dude's badass like he's like hardcore and um i'm trying to think of other movies with native people where i was like that's that's us but i don't indian in the cupboard maybe Ooh, that was a good one the lp movie (laughs) (laughs) it's all scary I know, like, I can't, like earlier, I was trying to tell you about Native movies I remember watching, but I just, I go blank every mm-hmm. time I, like, think about them. Oh, Thunderheart. Thunderheart. That was, that was a good one. Yeah. I was like, is Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer is one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know if he's Native or not, but in my head he is, mm-hmm. just because of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Stood up for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that thing where Edward Norton found out that his like great grandma was Pocahontas? Yeah, I see. I keep seeing memes about it. It's so funny. Is that what it is? He. <laughs> yeah, like it's like his twelfth great grandmother. Something. Uh-huh. I saw the video, and it was just because he was like, <laughs> I was gonna do an Ed Norton. <laughs> like he's like, how? How? Like it was just like he was like, <laughs> he was like, how would you possibly know this? And that guy's like. I looked it up. I don't know. Like, I looked it up. <laughs> like he like what? had like the marriage like record of when they got married and their kids and stuff like that. So it was like legit paper trail. Whoa. Ed Norton, his 
great great grandma was an Indian princess. <laughs> it's like who traced it back for him? There's a show where they do that. Oh really? I can't remember the guy's name. Oh. Um, because they did one. I think there was like this whole thing with like Ben Affleck, and they found out like one of his ancestors was like a slave owner, and I think they just didn't air the episode or something. Oh what? Or, like, but it's like. He should just confront that. Like, it's, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Talk about it. Yeah. It's part of your history. True. Because, I mean, there are, like, Cherokees who were, like, owned slaves and stuff. And, like, if that was part of my family history, I'd want to know about it. Like, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. More, like, ashamed of that kind of stuff. It's like, I mean, you didn't do it, but acknowledge it at least. Like, mm-hmm. at least, yeah. A lot of people want to act like stuff like that didn't happen, I guess. But, True. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to check the show out. I'd never even heard of the show. Yeah, I just saw. I saw. I can't remember where I saw it. Like, um, you seen it because of Edward Norton. Yeah, and then the <laughs> <laughs> and somebody retweeted it or something. I'm trying to get off of Twitter because they're like charging. I can't remember what's supposed to happen with Twitter, but I'm trying to get off of it. But that's where you see the craziest stuff. Like that's where I saw that, <laughs> and it was like, I don't know. It that was just crazy. They're charging on Twitter. That's what I heard. Like after, like you're gonna pay to be able to tweet. I guess. What? I that was the last thing because people are like jumping ship like left and right. Whoa! And, like I'm on Twitter, but I never use it. I liked it. I barely tweeted. I would always just tweet dumb things that I thought like in my head. I would just be like, mm-hmm. "What was the?" I in my drafts, I had one. It was just like dumb thoughts, and I wrote Stephen Paul. Um, Rudd. Judd. <laughs> Stephen, but I put Stephen Paul Rudd. Oh. <laughs> like, he's like a character or something. I don't know why, but I thought Stephen that was... Stephen Paul Rudd. I was like, where did that come from? And so, like, all my tweets were always just, like, dumb stuff like that. <laughs> like, these, like, random things in my head. And that's what I'll miss about Twitter if I get off of it. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Paul Rudd. <laughs> Someone should, like, draw that. Well, I was like, why does that sound familiar? I know. Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Stephen Paul Judd? Yeah. Like, I did, I said, like, Gary Busey, but, like, Gary, like, Lil Boozy, <laughs> like, Gary Boozy. <laughs> we had this dumb, I don't know, me and my sister would always just say dumb stuff like that. <laughs> Gary Busy. <laughs> He's a Cherokee citizen. Is he? Yeah. Best actor <laughs> in the world. I really like Silver Bullet. Have you seen Ooh. that? Yeah. I read that Gary Busey did all of his own stunts and that, like, when he gets slammed into the <laughs> China cabinet. Really? He really did that. Yeah. Gary Busey was, uh, he was good, like, when he wasn't crazy, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, there's a show called, uh, Legends House. It's a wrestling show. Have oh. you ever seen that? Uh-uh. So it came on w- WWE Network, like, when it first, when it first got launched. And it was these, uh, WWE legends and they all stayed in one house and they had to live together. Mm -hmm. Right. And so Gary Busey came by one day and, uh, he woke everybody up at 6am, made him mad, made him go outside and do yoga. And he was, uh, smudging. Actually, he was smudging on the show and he was smudging everybody and smudging the house. And they're like, what is this? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) He's like, what? he didn't call it smudging. He called it something else. And I cannot remember what he called it. But he just wore his glasses, his, his shades everywhere. <laughs> and he was just like going to everybody and ask them how they feel. 
And then some of them were like, get away from me. Like, they were just, like, real mean to him, and they are like, mad because they he woke them up. And then um, the day went by, and they all hung out. And then he, he, I think he made them eat, like, tofu, like, vegetarian food. And these are, like, you know, bodybuilders. So uh-huh. they used to, like, meat and stuff. And they're all mad about that. And they're at the dinner table. And <laughs> he made a – he asked something about – jim duggan's daughter or something Mm -hmm. and jim duggan was like oh you know being a good parent starts at home and then oh tony atlas he was at the other side of the table and he goes yeah but it starts with you and they just started like going at it and gary Busey was just sitting there smiling (laughs) like like he instigated the whole thing and he was just sitting there smiling and i think he made like he made him smudge again after that (laughs) negative energy and so but Growing up, seeing Gary Busey, Silver Bullet was cool. Predator Two was cool. What else was he in? Uh, Point Break is that what that's called? With um, the mountains. With um, Keanu Reeves. Was he in that? Yeah, he was like the like older cop that was like. Oh yeah. Was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. He's always like he's always stressed out. True. <laughs> always losing it. Yeah. Dang, I, f- I need to watch that movie again. I for- I was like. I was thinking of Vertical Limit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think that I've seen that one. I know what the cover of it looks like, though, in my head. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've seen that one. I think they made a remake of it. Oh, okay. I heard it sucked. Oh, really? don't watch it. I don't... <laughs> I like to watch those. Like, it's like, if it's good or bad, I don't care. I just want to see. But reboots haven't been very good. No. <laughs> like, I don't know why they're doing that. Be original. Jeez. <laughs> I guess it's hard to be original. I I guess, like, because, you know, when I was growing up, shoot. Well, I guess when I was growing up, they just did a lot of sequels. Uh Like, they had, like, a bunch of Halloweens and Jasons. Oh, yeah. Freddy versus Jason. A lot of Freddy. Yeah, pretty much. Like, now I'm thinking about it. There's a bunch of sequels. Halloween H2O. Yep. Die Hard with a Vengeance. And Grand Green was in that one. Oh, really? You never seen that? I don't think I've seen that one. It's the third one. Right. It's a Die Hard, yeah, Die Hard Two, and Die Hard of the Vengeance when he teams up with Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. Personally, it's my favorite one. Okay. Um, just because like the team up, mm-hmm. and they're both like the odd couple. Uh-huh. But then they just eventually start to work together as a team, and they defeat. Uh, I don't want to ruin it for you, but, uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> but, um, Graham Green is a cop in that movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you have to check it out. Have you seen Heat? Yes. I've only seen that once, but I had strep throat, so I had like a fever and was like half in yeah. and out of it. But I remember thinking it was really cool. And again, Val Kilmer. But and like West, West Duty. Yeah, it's so that's so cool. That's a pretty good movie. Have you seen Deep Rising? Yes. West Duty. Chokes that? that white woman. <laughs> I used to have, yeah. Well, I used to have a picture because I was like, <laughs> there's a, he's just like. I was like, dang, that's crazy. <laughs> He's just out here. It's <laughs> like, damn, that's rough, Wes. <laughs> Uncle. No, I know. It's like, oh, I... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's so realistic. No. <laughs> Not real? No. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a good movie, though. I like that one. I and do, too. Is it? Aliens, or is it just like sea monsters? It was a giant. Oh, I can't remember the name. Pretty much a leviathan, I guess. Oh, okay. That was awakened under sea. They never really said 
what awakened it, but I guess it was in that area where that ship was. And I guess there's been like ships missing mm-hmm. prior to that. Okay. I didn't know why. And so like in the movie, yeah, you see this giant octopus looking thing. Oh man. I think they called it the Oculus. I think. Okay. I'm going to have to watch that again. Cause it's been a while. It's on YouTube. Oh, okay. It was on YouTube. It might still be on there, but it was in, um, 1080, I think. Okay. Because the one prior to that, I watched it maybe five years ago. It was like 720 and it was real uh-huh. pixelated. Somebody updated it and I just watched it maybe over the summer on YouTube. Still holds up. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. I like stuff like that. Um, water stuff. It's creepy. I also like, have you seen um, Pacific Rim? Yes. I love that movie. I love anything with like giant monsters and robots and like. Um, Cthulhu, do you know who's mm-hmm. that? Like I, anything with that kind of lore, mm-hmm. oh, I love it. Have you seen Underwater? Oh yeah, <laughs> so scary. I have like <laughs> the biggest fear of like the ocean, and like anytime like Finding Nemo was terrifying to me because it kept showing like the open ocean, and I was like, oh god, anything can come out of that. Like Godzilla, a shark, anything, and it's so creepy. But like underwater i was like having a panic attack but loving it the whole time because mm. i love anything with like that kind of lore and like um just like the fact that they were digging for something and then found this thing that's like really fucking scary and mm-hmm. like whenever you go places you're not supposed to go that's what happens like there was there's even a because that's like a lovecraft character i was reading a book um or a story called at the mountains of madness and they're like in Antarctica or somewhere and they're trying to find this um, science group. That's not right. <laughs> science scientists. I don't know what they're doing down there. They're, they're trying to find this group that they lost, like lost contact. They were like investigating. They found something and that was the last they heard. Hmm. So these guys are going to like check on them. And they were like, well, they dug up this stuff and they found this like weird um, stone like stuff and like, the indigenous people here or like they were like we don't go down there and they were like so we kept going (laughs) and they're like even their dogs wouldn't go where they found this stuff but they kept going and it's like yo like everyone's telling you not to do that so don't do that true then i don't know they go ahead and do it they don't listen yeah that's what happens (laughs) yeah underwater was like surprisingly good just because i think like Everybody talks so much crap about Kristen Stewart. Yeah. And I almost didn't watch it because yeah. of that. But I was like, I, yeah, I'm going to check it out. <laughs> My sister watched it first and told me there was like a Cthulhu link. And mm-hmm. then I watched it. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I probably wouldn't have. Because mm-hmm. like, I don't. She did really good in that, though. I really liked her in she that. She did. Yeah. She surprised me because everybody's like, oh, she's so dry. Mm-hmm. And they just kept bringing up Twilight and how terrible she was in that. And. But gotta realize, like years go by, right. and of course you're gonna possibly get better. Mm-hmm. And so I, I haven't seen her in a movie in a long time. Um, I just couldn't stand her because she didn't pick Jacob. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. But I think I don't know. I, I agree to people. She just kind of wasn't my type of actor, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I remember Underwater came out. And it's a scary movie. I like scary movies, and we weren't doing anything anyway, so I was like, let's go watch it. Mm-hmm. So she surprised me. I think she did a good job in it. 
and it was pretty terrifying. You're just in this. What were they in? Like some sort of like base of some sort. Yeah, it was like an underwater thing, and like the, it was claustrophobic. Yeah, hell, like oh god, yeah, yeah. It's like space, you know. Yeah, but like underwater. Yeah, yeah it's like the same. Yeah, like that's. Yeah, I like stuff about space, too. I like mm. the Alien movies a lot. Ooh. Which one? I like Alien. Aliens is good. Um, and I liked Prometheus, the Prometheus. one that was like the prequel or whatever. Yeah. I don't remember. The second one, I felt like it fell off. Like, I didn't understand the story very well. They did like a second part to Prometheus. Covenant? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember that one very well. So maybe I should watch it again, but I don't remember it being... Very good. <laughs> yeah. Or it well, didn't give me what I wanted, maybe. <laughs> like, it sucked because Prometheus came out and people whined about it so much. They're like, oh, man, what's this? You know, how does it even relate to aliens? Because prior to that, uh, when that came out, who directed that? Uh, um, oh, God. Not I keep wanting to say George R. R. Martin. It wasn't <laughs> him. Uh Ripley Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was saying, okay, so Prometheus and then it's supposed to be a trilogy. So it's supposed to, all those movies are supposed to lead up to alien and okay. an alien. When they found the space jockey, that's what it would lead up to. About it. it looks really cool. It's pretty long, but it's, it's good. It looks neat. Brad Pitt's pretty funny in it. Okay. I wasn't too sure about it either, uh-huh. but then we rented it on here and, it was good. I should have watched it in theater, but I didn't know too much about it. Uh-huh. Is it still in theaters or not anymore? No, I don't think so. Okay. Cause it, was it like last year it came out? Maybe? Mm, I think it came out this year. Oh, okay. Because you know how now, too. I was like straight to streaming sometimes, too, right? That, too. But then like now, like movies, they don't even stay in theaters that long anymore. It's like a month, and then it's like, okay, well, now you can stream it. Really? I've mm-hmm. never... Well, I... I haven't been to a movie in a while. The last thing we watched was um, Wakanda Forever. I think. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. That was a good one. Yeah. Because I'm not big into Marvel stuff. Just because there's so many of them, mm-hmm. like, I won't ever catch up. Like So I watched Black Panther, and I've seen like the first ones of all the other ones. But I think one day I'll have to just sit down, and, or one week, and <laughs> watch all of them <laughs> and learn all of it. Phase one through three, I would say watch them. Just from the first Iron Man to Infinity mm-hmm. Endgame. Or not Infinity, uh, Avengers Endgame. Oh, okay. Because now I'm just kind of lost in it. I, I did like Wakanda Forever. I mm. liked Namor. Namor? 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I liked him as a villain. I liked his story about just his people mm-hmm. and overcoming all that. Oh, man, it was great. But it's also like everyone should have been on his side a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. He, yeah, he's right. Yeah, he was right. <laughs> No more. No more was right. Yeah. That should be shirt on a shirt. No more was right. I'm glad they didn't kill him too. Yeah. 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 They just like let him be. Yeah. It's like that's respect. That's pretty cool. I was gonna say on your list is the whale on there. Yes. Yeah. I want to watch that so bad. It looks really good. There's another one. Have you? Did you watch Everything Everywhere All at Once? I want to. My friend James brought that up on their year-end episode of, of their podcast, and that was his number one movie of t- 2022. Oh, yeah. It's good. I loved it. He was explaining it as a multiverse movie, and just the way he was explaining it and, like, I guess the love that they had throughout that, 
mm-hmm. he kind of gave it away but <laughs> i mean it was like wow like that's a lot of thought that went into that movie yeah mm-hmm. it's really cool and i didn't know that like the director's it's like two guys like a team oh really and i think that's really cool like it's that's some i haven't seen that before i love coen brothers but like mm. the, this is just two dudes who were like let's make a movie and and it's weird and that's what's the what's great about it i think it's mm. just it being weird and anything with lots of imagination and but not too confusing is always awesome yeah i have to check that one out for sure Everything, everywhere. All at once. All at once. Okay. Yeah. I really want to check that out. The whale. I want to check out Megan. Oh yeah, Megan. that looks crazy. Yeah. We're gonna see that tomorrow. So. Oh cool. I'm gonna get scared. <laughs> you gonna get scared? <laughs> no, uh huh. <laughs> oh. What else? I was like, I feel like there was something else on my. L- list I just want to watch. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't either. I'm spoiled. That's why I can't remember. <laughs> There's just... I don't know. I know Evil Dead's coming out. Oh, really? Evil Dead Rise. Have you seen that trailer? Uh-uh. I watched it the other day, just passing time. Mm-hmm. Um, But it looks good. I wish... I don't know what they're doing. Because I know Evil Dead 2 was comical, I guess. Uh-huh. Then it led into Army of Darkness, and that was awesome. So I don't know if it'll be the same or what. Did you watch that show that, like, Ash versus the Ash Evil Ash versus Dead? Evil, yeah. I, I didn't watch that, but my sister did, and she really liked it. I heard it was good. I watched a few episodes, and with some TV shows, I just I hate the buildup. It just mm-hmm. takes kind of long sometimes. Yeah. And so I have to kind of be in the mood of like, all right, I'm going to sit here and watch every episode until it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I did that with Walking Dead. Like season one was like, it didn't get it didn't get good till the end. Then after that, I think I stopped at five because when they got out of prison, the prison scene or the prison uh, home, mm-hmm. and then the old man died, and then they just went to the governor's place. And it was just be, it was it was just like okay well now zombies aren't the biggest issue now it's just humans mm-hmm. fighting yeah, humans like, and <laughs> like, so then they killed Glenn I heard oh God. I didn't watch it so. I watched it and that was the <laughs> <laughs> like I watched maybe the first season and I was like Glenn is the only character I like and then I watched that <laughs> episode and I was like why it was sad it was really sad. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I heard about that, and I, I watched a video on YouTube, and I was like, that sucks. I was like, well, I'm glad I'm not into it. <laughs> I'm glad I moved on. Did you see that Dave Chappelle sketch where he was like... On Saturday Night Live? Yeah. And yeah. it was like his characters in that scene. Yeah, he was Negan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. That was good. Oh, yeah. Um, have you seen Nope? Not yet. <sighs> you it's on nope. the list. You got to watch Nope. I've heard good things. It's a, it's a different take on what you think it is. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited. What else? I don't know. There's a new Nick Cage, um, Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> that looks crazy. Renfield. Yeah. Yeah. That looks cool. That looks good. Did you watch the one that he has with that Pascal guy, where it's like, the incredible weight of I can't remember what it is, but it's just Nick Cage. Playing Nick Cage, 
No, I've never it's seen that. It's so I What's it called? I'm going to look it up really quick. Because um, we watched it. Me and Dehalui and... Um, I forget you spelled Nick Cage with... It's N-I-C. N-I-C, yeah. yeah. Um, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I've heard of that. I just... I didn't know what it was. I, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, that's what it is? Yeah. It's pretty good. Huh. It's fun. Nick Cage, man. Legend. Just yeah. never gave up. I know. He's so intense. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's good. Because he cares. I <laughs> like just, he's like all in every time. <laughs> I recently watched Con Air. Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we're laughing at his southern accent. Because <laughs> 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 everybody's like, Con Air, man, it's badass. And I never, I just never sat down and watched it. And then we're, we weren't doing anything. And then I was like, let's watch Con Air. And then he had that long hair. and <laughs> I didn't know he had a southern accent in that movie. And we were just like cracking up at it. I was like, whoa, that's a that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I have to watch it again. That's always fun revisiting mm-hmm. stuff and being like, this isn't, this is funny. Yeah. It was good though. It was action packed. It was, it's a good movie. Have you heard about him? Uh, I think Tim Burton was trying to make a Superman film and he was supposed to be Superman. Really? Yeah. So, I think it's called Superman Lives, I think. It's a, it's a documentary. But before that, word got around that he was supposed to play Superman in a in a Tim Burton film. And I think he was going to make Michael Keaton and Nick Cage fight each other. Oh. Batman versus Superman. And, but it never, it, never, it never went anywhere. I think he pitched it and they just didn't like it. But they oh. had the suit made for Nick Cage. It looks really cool. And he had long hair. Like, he had long hair as Superman. Oh, cool. And there's pictures of it on uh, Google. I would say Google it. And, and I mean, I don't know if he's jacked, but the, maybe the suit just made him look jacked. Uh-huh. But he's just, like, sitting there, and that suit's, like, super tight. He has, like, a little cape on. And, I mean, it. I was, like, the more, like, I've seen, the more I looked at the picture, I was, like, I really want to see this, actually. Mm-hmm. I want to see it come true. But they're both old right now, so it would just be like. But the thought of like just Michael Keaton versus Nick Cage, Batman versus Superman, and a Tim Burton film is yeah. How weird would that be? <laughs> they can do it now. They could be old. Just old as <laughs> just hell. Old, yeah. <laughs> old Batman versus old Superman. <laughs> but yeah, you'd have to look those pictures up. It's it's really cool. I have yet to watch a documentary, but I will. So there is a documentary about yeah. that. Yeah, I think it's free on YouTube. Okay. I think it's called Superman Lives. Okay. And it's and it, you'll notice it right away. I think Nick Cage is the uh, picture on the video, the okay. whatever you call that. The fucking, I forgot the name. But yeah, I think it's on YouTube. I think it's like an hour long. So. Okay. Uh, it might be. My, they might have took it down to sell it somewhere. Oh, so. yeah. But yeah, Superman Lives, I think. Superman lives. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, shoot. Well, before we cut it, uh, is there anything else you wanted to bring up? I know we about the pod or some artwork or where you might be at soon selling. Um, I don't really have anything coming up, I don't think, but I will be just like making artwork and putting it out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Our language documentary will be done later this year. 
and we're looking to like screen it at schools and like and any kind of like educational setting mm-hmm. um just want to bring it to the people because it's about like the Cherokee language and its revitalization but I think that can also be inspiring to any other try like anybody whose language is in danger and just like the the love that people have for it and what can happen with that like it's not always it's not always your tribe it's not always your government that's going to do those things for you you know it's like the people and um you you just want to inspire other people to like think about that stuff i guess but Mm -hmm. i think that's really all i've kind of got for this year i want to just do more and get the podcast started again and get going because we had a rough 2022 like so just ready to start being a person again it feels like i was like um not participating in things because of because of depression and anxiety because of my grandma being sick and these kinds of things and then all of a sudden she's gone Mm. and then it's like then dealing with that and i think like throwing myself into projects and stuff helps um helps get stuff out so i think the artwork i'll be making is kind of working through those feelings and then the podcast is kind of just like to bullshit and feel good like so that i can joke around and be dumb and have um serotonin <laughs> yeah yeah it's needed you know hell yeah <laughs> yeah i totally get that too um a lot of people that just have like their own podcast too that's sort of, they're like man i like having people on but it, when it's just like me or my co-host or just bullshitting around Mm -hmm. that's probably like my favorite uh episodes because they just talk about whatever they can go on forever you know podcasts are so but they always like other podcasts always say that to me and i was like well wish i had that no No, i go off like when i do my solo sometimes i just go off on stuff and just talk to myself which is crazy that's cool i'm sure it's like also like getting it out and also like relatable mm-hmm. like i love podcasts too because i think like um just listening to people talk about different things and issues and mm-hmm. it's funny and they're like the more laid back the conversation is the more like the better it is to listen to and so like that's i think that's why your podcast is so cool because it's just people having conversations and it's and it's relatable i don't know yeah it's, it's important i know yeah i always i was like we talked about earlier, just being, just hearing relatable stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always cool to hear, even if like the biggest celebrity, you know, you see him on TikTok talking about some stuff that you might have went through too. It's like, oh damn, you know. Mm-hmm. And we talked about people having anxiety, and you would never guess like those people would have that, you mm-hmm. know, because I've been through that too, where somebody said, "Man, just got anxiety like up the roof, and don't know how to." And I'm like like you like for real (laughs) seriously like you seem so calm and just like nothing's ever like wrong Mm -hmm. like of course like things probably could be but like i always thought like you were so strong you know like to not even just brush it off you Mm -hmm. know but everybody just holds stuff in and like we were talking about earlier it's just like just letting it out you know yeah getting help or um and I always say too, like I'm here too for people. They need to talk or anything. I mean, yeah, that's that's always a big thing because I know I always know what it's like to not have anybody. 
when you think when you think you don't have nobody, you know, it's just don't don't think you're lonely. So, yeah, there's someone who thing. cares. Yeah. yeah, there's always someone who's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kelly, uh, let people know where to follow you. Keep up with you. Oh yeah, I'm on Instagram um, at sideshow underscore kel. That is a Simpsons reference. I'm a big Simpsons fan. Um, but I think that's the only like social media that I use like pretty regularly. So Instagram. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on. I was also going to say uh, your OCO TV episode. That's on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. I think the title is Kayla, Kayla D. That's my Cherokee name. Okay. And it means like part of a group. And so I always think about that and I kind of say that in this segment, but like I always think about it, like what my name means and internalize that because I'm like, I'm a part of something. I'm not like the something. So it's like, um, whatever I do is going to affect other people and how can I make sure that's good and all of that stuff. So like, um, yeah, that's what my name means to me anyway, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's the title of that segment. Um, Britt Hensel directed, and yeah. Awesome. She's also, with um, Udayona going to Sundance, she was the first Cherokee female director to get into Sundance. Nice. So that's super cool. Mm-hmm. With yeah. that little film. That's always good. Yeah. And to be a part of it, too. Yeah. As a producer, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Super cool. Is that on YouTube, or? It is. Okay. Yeah, there is a link. Um Maybe I can send it to you, but I can't remember the title for sure. If it's under the, I think it's under the Reciprocity Project because they have other, there were like nine other films made and it was like a show kind of like they have a season. Mm -hmm. So that's the first season is like all nine of those first um, films. And there are other like really, really good films in that whole thing. Um, There's like a Hawaiian film that's super cool. Um, Oh, I feel bad because I don't know the tribe in South America, but um, David made a really beautiful film with his mother, and it's just, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, the other films are really good, too. Okay. Yeah, send them to me, and I'll check them out okay. also, and then I'll, I'll share them, too. So, okay, cool. Yeah. But thank you for coming on, making yeah. time, uh, coming through. Um welcome back anytime i know we we're talking about earlier too you know uh if you want to come back on with your sister yeah you know when the podcast comes out comes back out let's do it yeah. down you know it's fun to just talk about you know everything you do and then movies so, yeah. yeah yeah i'm always down to talk movies so <laughs> that was cool and thanks for having me on and thanks for inviting me yeah yeah no problem um Everybody go follow her, keep up with her, check out the film she's been a part of, and then her episode of OCO TV as well on YouTube. Uh, if you're not already, go follow Oki Podcasts, available everywhere on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review it, um, check out okipodcast.com, uh, check out Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation, everywhere, Apple, Spotify, on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit us up on, or follow us on TikTok at reservation underscore mystery. Uh, okay podcast and unsolved mysteries of the reservation are on instagram as well um last thing your podcast is available everywhere i believe so it's on spotify and apple podcasts and 
I think it might. I don't know where else it is, but I know it's on those two like main ones. Okay. Yeah. So everybody go check out Cherokee Word for Movies as well. Apple, Spotify. I'd say wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, yeah. review it. It's coming back out. Yeah. We're yeah. starting to back up. <laughs> the band is back again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So go check out everybody and until next time. Peace. Peace.